Today, we are talking about the path of least resistance. I know it sounds cliche, but for me, it's become not only a practice for moving with whatever life offers, but also a decision-making tool. Find out how on today's Own Your Intuition show. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe. Do you crave clarity and insight? Do you sense that your intuition is trying to tell you important things, but you have a hard time trusting it? Do you want access to your own internal wisdom and to understand how it operates so that you can guide your life in ways that are meaningful and satisfying? Well then, welcome. I'm glad you are here. I'm your host, Amy Cartier. I've been a professional psychic since around 2007. I'm the author of the book, Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. I've been teaching others to understand and use their own intuitive and empathic abilities for more than a decade. Join me each week for true stories and tools that will inspire you to take seriously your own inner knowing, that internal sense that you have uniquely tailored to you and designed to not only set you on the roads that are best for you, but also help you avoid the ones that are treacherous. It's time for you to own your intuition. When I conceived of this particular podcast, I was sitting in a hot tub in the middle of a forest. A couple of weeks ago, my girlfriend Renee and I carved out a couple of days to get away together. The forest in this particular spot was filled with maple trees, and most of the leaves were green. But as I sat there looking out at the trees and listening to the river through the forest, I saw one lone, small, yellow maple leaf slowly drifting its way down to earth. As I watched it, it pinged in my mind another concept I had been thinking on so much. In my mind, I call it the path of least resistance or the natural way. There are many, many aspects of it that I could touch on here today. And in fact, it's part of a larger rumination on the systems of nature that I have been contemplating for some time now. I think it's part of a quilt that I am weaving with my life. One that, if I'm honest, I would say I've been craving or veering toward for most of my adult life. I feel like I've finally been able to identify the weft and the warp of this rhythm. It's the framework for a new living experience that I have been crafting with and for our family, a part of a realignment toward the systems of nature, 
of which we are a part. I'm not really sure when it all started to click for me or turn from an intangible craving into something practical. Probably last fall when I started to get the insight that I needed to organize my calendar around the moon. I truly had no idea to do that when I got that insight. And then, quote, accidentally, (laughs) dropped in the work of Kate Northrup and her book, Do Less, which I highly recommend. In her book, she literally outlined a formula for what one could call moon living and how to align your life, your schedule, and even your business to the cyclical rhythm of the moon, which in my words, as an animal of this earth, we are all a part of, whether we recognize or remember that or not. That was probably the beginning of me bringing the concepts and design of nature into my mind for some up-close examination on just how I could put it together into a lifestyle, one that followed an ancient and sustainable pattern to which I already belonged, nature. But the piece that I want to talk about today is what I call the path of least resistance and how it relates to intuition. It's something that I've used during huge changes in my family's lives to accept and move with the river of life as it turned, and even one I use for small decision-making. And the premise is this, the way is just like the leaf falling in the forest. It's easy. It's obvious. It doesn't create a lot of strife. It not only flows, it's open. I'm not sure when or where the idea first took shape in my mind, but a few years ago, I had to very suddenly make a huge shift in my schedule in order to support one of my children. Basically, I trimmed my work schedule, my readings, my teachings, and my writing down to a bare minimum so that I could support my child through the challenges. It was a very abrupt shift, and yet I knew it was the right one. I felt it in my bones. It was sort of like one day I was walking along and one conversation canceled my whole life. That's how it felt. Not my whole life, really, in reality, but kind of. It was actually very similar to what the whole world faced about six months later when COVID shut down everything for everyone. For me, by the time COVID hit, this was old news. I had already been with my family 24-7 for months. In any case... The whole time this was happening for me, this very abrupt shift and cancel of most things, I kept coming back again and again and again in my mind 
to the idea of total surrender. Since I knew I was on the road that felt like the right decision for me and my family, I had to completely give up in my mind what I thought this time should look like. I had to let go of the books I thought I would be writing during that time, the work I was hoping to do, basically any ideas of accomplishments. Instead, I hunkered down into the idea and reality that the accomplishment I was working on at that moment was growing two healthy beings, my children, and that the other ships, the books, the programs, etc., would still be waiting for me in the harbor when it was time to return. And that is exactly what happened. I don't want to suggest to you all in any way that this was supremely easy for me. It was discombobulating for me in so many ways. It was like running a marathon for months in a race I didn't even know I was in prior to this happening. (laughs) But what I returned to again and again in my mind was the idea of a river flowing. How there are bumps, there are little eddies, there are rocks that create rapids that make everything feel fast moving and intense. But that in all of that, the river does not resist. It just flows. I saw this slogan on the back of a library book my daughter has checked out right now. Obviously, it's related to the book, though I really don't know how because I don't know anything about what this book is about. But it says, you can stay stuck or you can move forward, but you can't go back. It makes me chuckle internally every time I see it because isn't that just how life feels? That's how that time period felt for me too. I could make some useless attempt at resisting it, or I could go with the flow and meet the challenges in the best way that I could. And so I actively chose the path of least resistance, the one in which I accepted wholeheartedly what was happening and just moved with it, even through the rapids. This is Aimé Cartier, and you are listening to the Own Your Intuition Show. And today we are talking about one way that I use to intuitively move toward the best course, the path of least resistance. These days, with things infinitely less challenging in our family's life, I still find myself spiraling around this concept as a driving force of my life, this internal knowing that the way is the path of least resistance. Now, I am more likely to put it into play as a guiding concept, meaning when I notice I'm having to do too many somersaults, metaphorically, not physically, too many somersaults to accomplish something, that's when I know it's not the best way. It's like attempting to blossom in winter. 
when stress builds up in my body over something or I notice I am doing a lot of heavy lifting in my mind or circling around and around trying to understand how to accomplish something, that's when I know that is not the way or it is not the time. Here's a recent example. I told you my family is planning a traveling lifestyle. Well, for quite some time, we have been planning to leave for Europe in October. We also have a cat, Freya. Last year, we got a diagnosis from our vet that Freya was in renal failure. It's basically a common way that cats die of old age. Their kidneys fail. In order to help her be more comfortable as she went along, we started giving her sub-Q fluids each week. Think of it like an IV that you insert and drop in fluids. Well, because that's what it is. A couple of months ago, Freya started vehemently refusing the medicine. I honored her request and stopped giving her the medicine. Our whole family thought, well, we might not have much time left with our beloved girl. Since then, however, instead of a sharp decline, which we thought might happen, she seems fine. <laughs> she literally seems as healthy as ever. So now, our trip imminent, we were starting to somersault around how are we taking her to Europe? Can she move through different countries with us easily? When I noticed the circular panting I was doing in my mind to get my head around how we would do this optimally while attending to all of our other needs, I started to wonder. The very next morning, my husband said that he had an idea. Why don't we start in the U.S. with our camper and our cat first? I, my body opened right up when he said that. Later that morning, I did some visioning with myself and my oracle cards to quickly determine which of several timing scenarios would be best for all of us. And when we landed on this one, where we start in the U.S. and we push Europe out until the spring, the relief for the whole family was palpable. The truth is, though Freya is already 18, we have no idea how long she will live. She could still have years left in her. She's surprised me many times before. I've told you some of those stories in episode number 12, where I talked about animal guides. We still may be taking her to Europe with us this spring, but I can only assume from what I've felt internally and energetically that for one reason or another, pushing the Europe part of our trip out a bit is the best way for her and all of us. And my first cue was the heavy lifting I was doing in my mind about this topic. In my body, I felt like I was trying to push a seedling through frozen ground. That path was the path of mucho resistance, even if it was just energetically. So here is what I would put to you. Are you doing any wrestling in your mind? What might this signal to you? 
Might you want to try to let go like the leaves and follow the path of least resistance? Might you want to experiment with not tussling around in your mind or in your life and instead either accepting wholeheartedly the part of the river that you are in and making the most and best of it and or remaining open and calm until you find the perfect exit. The one with a wide open door, not the door you need to shove and push and wrangle. Let me know how it goes. I would love to hear. Feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram or DM me there, or you can even send me an email through my website, amacartier.com. Because the fall equinox is coming up this weekend, it also seemed like a good time to touch on this season of autumn. I wanted to mention that another way I think of fall is as the harvest time. So right now, it's time to put all your ducks in order, to take care of the details to contemplate what you might need in your metaphorical or physical larder to help you prepare for the next season, which, as we talked about in episode 40, is all about rest. I look forward to meeting you again here next week. All my love. This is Amy Cartier, and you have been listening to the Own Your Intuition Show. Are you ready to join me on new and full moons to carve out time and space and prioritize your inner knowing, which, my friends, is the way that your soul guides and speaks to you about what is perfect for your life? So if you're tired of feeling like you're always moving by the seat of your pants, or like you would just like some tools to practice and hone your intuitive knowing, then join us. Look for the details of the Own Your Intuition program in the show notes. All my love. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe.